Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello and welcome, friends, to Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are here today. I hope that you all enjoyed last week's episode where my guest, Carrie, from Moon Raven Magic, and I talked about health struggles, mental health struggles, and how they can be related to religious trauma and how that kind of fits into the holidays. So if you didn't have a chance to catch that live, you can find it on replay on all major podcast platforms like Spotify and iHeartRadio. And so, you know, these episodes are usually available within a couple of hours on all of those platforms as well. So this week, I don't have a guest. This is a, a week where I want I want you guys to be my guests. I want you to call in uh, and talk about the subject and give you readings. So let's get a little bit into it and I'll give you the number and, and you guys will call in and we can chat a little bit. So today we're going to be talking about something that's really emotionally hard to talk about a lot of times, especially to people that don't understand what you're going through. And that's grieving the loss of a loved one. And from from my job, because I'm a psychic medium and I, I talk to the other side a lot and I do a lot of readings for people, uh, for their loved ones that have passed on, I see this a lot, how the holidays really kind of pushes you. It, it makes it harder to deal with that grief. So I, I want to talk about all of that today uh, because you know what, whether the loss that you've had was a week ago or 10 years ago it can still be very painful. Even for me, I lost my mother. It's been almost 19 years and the holidays can still be a really hard time for me. And if you don't have people around you that have experienced a loss like this, then you might feel really alone. And that's why I'm here today. So if you would like to call in at some point during the show, the show number is 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. And today I would love to be able to talk to people that have had a loss, uh, whether it's animal or human, and maybe you're having a hard time this time of year. But let's talk a little bit more about this, okay? Um, When we lose someone close to us, whether it's suddenly or unexpected, it can really take the wind out of us. It can literally be debilitating, really. they don't tell you this in school. It's not something that you learn. Even watching people go through it, you might not really understand until you're in it yourself. Like I said, I I lost my mom 19 years ago. I've talked about that uh, already on the show in episode one. I I explained everything that happened there, but she died very suddenly, and she died in April. And I know I, I remember the first being very, very difficult, but I'll be honest, I have completely shut out those memories of those couple of years after she passed away. I was trying really hard to try and access those memories to help me with the show today. And I feel like I have completely blocked them out. I I just know it was hard. I remember not wanting to to deal with the holidays that year, but I honestly, I don't, I don't remember if I did or not. And I think that a lot of people can relate to that, that when you have that kind of traumatic experience and then you're put in a situation where you're supposed to be happy because it's the holidays and it's the season of giving and being with family, that 
sometimes you don't feel like being with family and you don't feel like doing all of that stuff. One of the things that I see in my clients that go through this a lot is that there's these traditions that we have for the holidays. So let's just say that your family always got together on Christmas and you had, you know, honey baked ham, for example. Okay. And now your mother's passed away and it's different. She was the one that did Christmas. She was the one that put it all together. How is it going to be the same? It's not. And that's like one of the very first things that we have to kind of deal with. I think when we go into the holidays with these kinds of losses is remembering it's not going to be the same as much as we want it to. There's no, absolutely no way to make it the same. And so we have to kind of make our own traditions and change things. A lot of people just shut down. And you know what? If that's how you deal with your grief, that is okay. There is absolutely nothing wrong with shutting down. The people around you might not totally understand that, especially if they haven't been through such a thing. Or you might have family like, like let's say that it is your mother that has passed and maybe your father is dealing with it differently than you are. There might be some kind of conflict there because you're not dealing with things the same way or one person's trying to cover up their pain with alcohol and the other person is trying to cover it up by being happy and positive and, and none of it works. And that happens a lot of times in families. Um, with the holidays after a loss like this. So it's really important to be gentle on ourselves for everybody that's going through this to understand that whatever your emotions are this holiday season, again, whether it's this loss just happened to you or it's been years or you've had multiple losses, it it is not going to be the same, but you can make it good. But the people around us, like I said, they really don't understand so much. So we have to be understanding with them as well, which can, it can be really hard. Um, I know for a lot of people too, that this time of year can be magical and it can bring up a lot of wonderful memories about childhood. And so maybe losing somebody close to you, um, you know, that brings up good memories for you. But I see it on the flip side as well from a lot of my clients that people that didn't have good holidays that have, um, you know, trauma that happened on holidays or like for me, there always seemed to be something with Easter. I don't know what it was. It was always, somebody was always causing problems on Easter. So I'm not a big fan of it. Okay. So there might be people that feel that same way too, that they don't want to deal with this because it brings up those suppressed memories of things that happened when you were a child. And now you're stuck with, okay, this loved one is gone. And I have all of these memories from childhood and they make you feel almost angry for some people. And that's okay. Whatever side of this you are on, again, my whole point here is it's okay. We have to remember that we can't control the way that we react to grief. It's almost like an impulse. It's just something that our body does and we can do our best to try and, you know, work on all of that. And, and we do get through it, but especially at the beginning, there's a process that you have to go through and it sucks. And I'm really sorry for anybody that's going through that this time of year or, or in general, but um, please know that there's a lot of us out there that absolutely know what you're going through this season, no matter you know what side of this that you are on. Something else that I'd really like to point out that we don't really think about is 
what is my loved one on the other side feeling about the holidays now that they're gone? What is it that they want? Do they want us to sit here and be miserable? I have a lot of people that come to me that that's actually what they believe. They believe that if they are showing happiness this time of year after the loss, that they're not honoring their loved one. And I can tell you that this is something that I did in a lot of areas of my life after my mother passed away, that I felt like just being happy was like a slap in the face for her and that I shouldn't be happy. Anytime that I did something that I enjoyed, I thought I shouldn't enjoy this because my mom isn't here to enjoy her life. They don't want us to look at things like that. And it took me going through that grief and getting through it to really understand that and look at it logically of, okay, so this place that we go to, whatever you believe heaven is, it's a beautiful place, right? But a few of the things about heaven that we don't really maybe even realize is that there's no negativity there. It is all love. It is 100% unconditional love. Their vibration there is so high that they don't have these types of emotions that humans do. The the anger, they don't suffer the grief like we do when they go to the other side, which we all will experience one day. It's happiness. It's seeing your loved ones. It's watching your life replay. It's um, you know, learning about all the things that you forgot while you were here because you've been here many times and we've been there many times. So for our loved ones, they want to see us happy during the holidays. They want to see us do what makes us happy. And if that means carrying on the traditions that they have left with us, then they want us to do that. They want us to do what makes us happy without thinking that they are feeling like we shouldn't be doing that or without us feeling bad for doing those things. Obviously, I can talk to to you all about this, but you're going to have family and friends that are going through the same loss that aren't going to hear the show and aren't maybe going to feel the same way and, and understand these things. And so that is a whole other thing of having to deal with those people. That's tough in itself. And we talked about that a little bit, so I'm not going to go back into that just yet. Um, But something else that is really important during these times is that we pay attention to our own health, that we pay attention to how we're feeling, um, how we eat. One of the things that I did after my mom died is I stopped taking care of myself. I mean, I had those things that I always, you know, I did. I, I, I showered. I, you know, did all the things. I brushed my teeth. I did all those things. I took care of my animals. I, I did basically the the minimal that it took for me to get through, for me to feel okay and to be able to go to work and and get my job done. But I totally stopped caring about how I was eating. I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. I would wake up in the middle of the night and eat. It didn't matter to me anymore. I didn't have a normal sleep pattern. Um, from what I remember of that time in my life, I would stay up very, very late. It was the peaceful time. You know, the, the middle of the night was the peaceful time. And then I would sleep very late because with the pet sitting that I did before, when this was during the time that, um, after my mom passed, I was pet sitting, I made my own schedule and I took on my own kind of clients. And so at that point I wasn't like now I'm a morning person, but at that point I wasn't. And so I didn't take on early morning clients just for that reason. Um, I just slept. I slept probably, 
I don't know, 12, 15 hours a day, uh, at least probably for the first month, maybe a year. I don't know. I don't really remember too much, but I just remember everything was off everything. I didn't take care of myself. And I went to the doctor probably like, I want to say eight months to a year after my mom passed away. And he actually went, we should do some blood work on you because it's not normal for somebody to gain weight this fast. And it wasn't normal, but when you're grieving and you feel like that, what do you care? You know, what do you care if you're eating a salad or you're eating chocolate, you're eating something, you know, that that's all that really matters to you. Or if you're a nervous eater like myself, it really was, it was what made me happy. It was one of the very few things that made me happy while I was going through that grief. So try and remember this from somebody that's been through it. If you are stuck in this pattern of grief and not taking care of yourself, it's not healthy and they don't want you to do it that way. Uh, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to tell you how to get those things under control. That's just your mind. It really is your mind. You have to tell yourself, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to uh, not sleep well or not hydrate well or whatever it is, not exercise. That was another thing I did. I didn't exercise at all. I just stayed in bed. It was like from the bed to the couch, you know, that, that was pretty much it. So you have to tell yourself, I'm not going to do these things. I'm going to be consciously aware of how I'm taking care of myself during this, not just for yourself, but for the people around you. Because if you're going through grief, like, like, let's just, again, go back to losing your mother. Okay. And your family, like your husband, your children, you know, whoever they are experiencing the loss, but in a different way than you are. And how are you supposed to take care of your family if you're not taking care of yourself? So you have to remember that as well. And remember that, that they don't know exactly what you're going through. So that on a whole other level is, is difficult. Um, but yeah, we have to, we have to take care of ourselves. Um, something else that we can do, uh, during this time of year or at any time when we're experiencing this kind of grief. And that was kind of why I wanted to do this episode today was to find people that we can relate to. One of the things that I did after I lost my mom is I went to a couple of support groups. I was kind of going to church at the time. I was trying to figure things out. You know, when somebody dies, you don't know if your faith isn't there, you really don't know where to go and what to believe. And is it lights out? Are they gone? You know, so I started going back to church and I joined a church support group, which was actually pretty good. Uh, it didn't really help all that much because it was very early on in my grief that I did that. But looking back, I remember that they split us up into groups of the kind of loss that we had. So like if you lost a spouse, you were in one group. If you lost a parent, you were in another. And um, that really, really um, helped, I feel, to be able to talk to people that I could relate to. We do have a caller coming in. Uh, we Victoria in Northern California. Hi, Victoria. How are you today? Hi, it's actually me, Sissy. Oh, hello, sister. Victoria is Victoria is very emotional, and okay. she lost her father on Christmas Day last year. Oh, I'm so sorry. Her, and she's she's a little too emotional just even listening to the beginning of the show to make this call, but she would really like to know, um, she really kind of wants to know how he passed because there is some, like, I guess there's, there's two different possibilities here and 
nobody knows. So I guess she's kind of wondering that, but I think she just wants a message from him too. She's really, really missing him right before Christmas. I can totally understand. His, his name's Robert. If Robert. you can connect to him at all. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We have a, a few minutes before the break. So let's, let's do that. Let's connect to Robert and get a message okay. for her. So Robert comes in with this overwhelming sense of happiness that his daughter has found you, Amanda. And yes, this this does extend on to this, to me, that I can deliver these messages, but also that her being friends with you is going to help her to be able to get through her grief a little bit better because you understand. You understand on a different level. So it's really cool that you guys have come together. And he actually tells me that this is something that he did, that he was trying to push her and to to get in contact with you and, and be friends with you and that kind of thing. So this is divine intervention here from him. That's wonderful. Uh, and I'm really hoping... <laughs> I'm really hoping Victoria that this helps you a lot. Um, you know, there, the grief is really difficult and losing a parent at any time is hard, but yes, the holidays are super hard, but he wants you to know that he is going to be with you through every minute of the holidays. He is right there next to you. Even though you can't feel his physical presence, anytime that you think of him, just remember that he is right there with you. And he's telling me that there's a gift coming. He's not showing me what it is. He's showing me a perfectly square box. And I feel like this gift is going to come from somebody in your family that they don't even realize that this is something that your dad told them to purchase for you. So I'm really interested to hear what this is. So you'll have to let us know uh, after you get it, what the gift was. Um, Definitely. As far as what happened, why he passed away. Um, I feel like there were quite a few things going on in his body, but one of the things that he tells me is that he did not take care of himself. He did not listen to like, he said, I was listening to the things you were talking about, about eating right and all that. And he says, I can relate. I was not that type of person that really thought about, um, you know, taking care of myself. Uh, I feel like not that he had a Superman complex or anything, but at the same time, it was one of those things of this isn't going to happen to me or, you know, that, that kind of thing. We all, I think we all get that in our minds that, you know, this isn't going to happen to us or, or whatever, but he had that kind of thought that he could just do kind of what he wanted. And so I feel like there were some disease processes going on in his body, but the number one thing that I'm drawn to is his heart. Um, medication. I'm also seeing medication bottles. Um, but I don't yes, think that that heart was one of the, yeah. of the options. So that makes a lot of sense. Did they do an, an autopsy? I'm not sure. Okay. okay. Well, no, was... they didn't do an autopsy, did they? Because no, that's part of the problem okay. is on the coroner's report says unknown, Okay, but there's a different story somewhere else along the way, but it okay. that relates to the heart. So that's gotcha. what she wanted to know. So you hit that one. Perfect. Well, I unfortunately have to take a break. She's crying, so, so she can't oh, take the phone. But thank you so much. I you're appreciate welcome. It, Absolutely. Okay. I'm really happy to help. And, and I'd love to talk to Victoria later, too, as well. Let her know. Yes, we'll do that. Okay. okay. All right. Thank thanks. you. Bye. Uh-huh. Bye. Oh, that was so sweet. Thank you guys for calling so much. I hope that that helped a little bit. I'm sorry that we have to go to break, but we do. But when we come back, if there is anyone else that would like to get a reading or ask a question, please feel free to give a call in 
888-346-9141. And we will be right back after this short break. Stay tuned, everyone. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guests will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests? Or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. So today we are talking about a difficult subject, and that is the loss of a loved one. Whether it's pet or human, it all sucks. It all hurts. Whether it's you know, something that happens suddenly or you're prepared for it. It doesn't matter how much you're prepared for it. It still hurts. And we just took a caller from Victoria, uh, Victoria in Northern California. And she was talking, well, we talked to Amanda, but she, uh, her father had passed away. I think she said Christmas Eve. This is one of those things that can trauma can set in, in these places. And so I just wanted to talk about this briefly is that when you have something that happens on a major holiday like that, it can make you never want to celebrate that holiday again. It can make you look at it entirely different, especially depending on how you're looking at it from like a spiritual standpoint and a religious standpoint. Because I know a lot of people, when they lose somebody, they ask God, why did this happen? How could you let this happen? You know, especially on a holiday that's important like that to your family. But unfortunately, this is just how sometimes these things go. And I don't know really how to put this, but 
not enjoying the holidays is or whatever holiday it's on is not what your loved one wants for you. So my mom died on April 13th, not a holiday, but it was two days after Easter. It was two weeks before her birthday. And she hated the number 13, like most people. So after she passed away, I already didn't like Easter. Like it's already not my favorite holiday, like I mentioned before. So I really started disliking Easter because I remembered that it was, um, you know, two days after that she passed and it was like the last holiday that we had. And she had sent flowers to my grandma from all of us. And, you know, it was just, it was really nice. Uh, And there was no, at that time, indication that two days later she was going to pass away. So I kind of, you know, put that extra dislike on Easter as well as on 13. And this is another reason why I'm bringing this up is because one of the ways that our loved ones communicate with us is through numbers. And a lot of times, and I know that this might not make sense to a lot of people, but a lot of times those numbers will be a death day. Uh, 13 was her death day and she uses it as the number one number to communicate with me. If I see 13, especially multiple 13s, I know that it's her communicating with me. It took me a long time to accept that because at first I was telling everybody, I'm like, I feel like the number 13 is being shoved down my throat. And every time I see it, it makes me, it makes me feel those feelings all over again, especially the numbers together for 13. It really bothered me for a long time. And then I started realizing that this was how she was trying to get other messages through. I could see them in other places, like in music or even just random things people would say to me, but I wasn't looking at that 13 as uh, a way that she could get through to me. So for somebody that's lost a parent on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you know, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, whatever, they might use those numbers. Um, My grandmother, she passed away on the 1st of January. Which, which I love. It was like she, she had to go out, you know, with a bang the first day of the year. And 11 has always been one of my numbers that I use. And so her passing on 1-1 one, one was, was kind of weird to me. So now I associate the 11s a little bit with my grandmother as well. But all of my family that I've lost and, and some friends as well, I have numbers related to them. And some of these numbers are their death day. So I I share this story with you and I tell you this because I don't want you guys to look at the numbers like Christmas Eve, you see the number 24 and that number bothers you. 1224 bothers you. Christmas Eve bothers you. Your dad doesn't want you to feel that way, Victoria. He wants you to still really enjoy Christmas and understand that unfortunately, this is something that happens to all of us. None of us, not a single one of us is going to get out of this alive. And that's okay because where we go next isn't death. It's absolutely beautiful. And so they really want us to remember that when we are faced with these types of things of, you know, how do I handle the holidays? Um, Like I was talking about with the numbers. Okay. All of that type of stuff for me. Something else that was hard after my mom passed away was being social. I really didn't want to go out and do social things. I'm already an introvert, so I really kind of shut down. Not kind of. I really did shut down entirely. I I really only wanted to be with people that understood the type of pain I was in. I didn't want anybody telling me, oh, she's in heaven now or, you know, whatever those things are, like kind of the, some of the things I'm saying to you today, but I understand now because I'm on the other side of it. I see it. 
Um, it is true. They, they are happier there, but for us here is where it gets really difficult. And so a lot of times during the holidays, you know, we have these things that are planned or whatever, and we don't, we don't want to go. Um, especially if you're stuck in that grief, it's, it's very difficult to, um, to want to be around happy people, I think, especially when you're stuck in that grief. But it is important, I feel, and what I've learned from the spirits on the other side is it is very important to us to continue to have a social life, to continue to interact with people that may not understand what we're going through. Because those people, even if they're annoying to us at the time, they really can help us to come through a lot of this grief. Uh, they may not have the right thing to say. And that is even hard for me as a medium. I don't know what to say a lot of the times to somebody when their loved one passes. So I've just gotten to the point where I say, I'm so sorry. And if there's anything that I can do to help, I'm, I'm here. Uh, but if you've been through a loss, you've probably heard that a million times too. People telling you that you know, they're here for you and then they're not. And that's very common as well. So don't take it personally when those people, you know, if they, if they aren't there, because people don't know what to say, they really don't. And in these social situations, we might feel like we're walking into a couple of different things. Like we're walking into maybe our family that's experiencing the same loss and it's going to be different. You know, grandpa's gone this year and he was the one that cut the turkey. Who's going to cut the turkey this year? Nobody wants to do it because that's the tradition or or it hurts too bad or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, you're But you're experiencing that same loss together in that situation. And so some of the little tidbits of advice that I would give in that kind of a situation is to try and find the happy in things. Try and find the, the memories you know, it's hard. It's very hard to go through the photo albums and watch home videos and do all of that. But you can't imagine if you haven't done it yet, how healing it could be for you, especially when you're with your family that's experiencing the same kind of loss. One of the things that I love to do even 19 years after she passed away is I love to talk about my mom. I could talk about her all day long. When she was alive, I didn't want to talk about her at all. If you brought her up to me, I was like, Ugh, not her. But after she passed away, after she passed away, this really weird thing happened where I became obsessed with her and I wanted to talk about her nonstop all the time. You know, how are you doing today? Not real good. My mom passed away. Let me tell you a little bit about her. It's really, really common. And so I think when we are in situations with our family that is experiencing the same kind of loss, that we can say those things and we can experience those things, you know, freely with that support. But that's not always the situation that we're going into. We're not always walking into a family or, or friends that are experiencing the same loss. We might be walking into like our, our in-laws. You know, if you're married and you go to your in-laws and, okay, they know you've lost a parent or, you know, whoever you've lost, but they haven't experienced it the same way. So for them, everything about their Christmas is exactly the same. They can go on with their traditions and it doesn't affect them at all. But inside, it really is hurting you and you don't want to talk about it, right? Because why ruin everybody's Christmas? So these are things that a lot of times we have to handle in, in all of these times in our lives, when, especially in the first, where we don't know how to handle it. We don't know how we're going to feel. There's also this really weird anticipation that it's like you're anticipating the grief. 
And I I don't really know how to explain it better than that if you've never experienced it. But like, you know, Christmas is here four days from now. Okay, if I was still stuck in that grief, I would be telling myself, oh, Christmas is four days from now. And I'm going to experience horrible grief on Christmas because all I'm going to do is think about how my mom's not here to spend it with me. That's that's normal. It's normal. It's a part of the grief stage. But it's it's kind of important for us to really try and not let that bring us down as much as possible, again, because our loved ones don't want us to. But it's really not healthy. Like you can see, I, I can look back at a lot of Christmases and a lot of Thanksgivings. I can tell you Christmases and Thanksgivings from the 90s, even maybe in the 80s. But I can't remember anything about the holidays after she passed away, that those first holidays, not even my birthday, which was a couple of months later. I don't know what I did for any of them. And I really feel like that's a traumatic response. That's our body's way of kind of just like floating us through what is actually going on. And, you know, uh, we just kind of get through it. Fake it till you make it right. That was kind of one of my mottos after my mom passed away. Um, now I look at things differently. Uh, I try and remember the good Christmases that we had look back at the good memories that I had with my mom. I do carry a lot of guilt and this wasn't really something I was planning to talk about, but I feel like maybe there's somebody that needs to hear this. Um, after I graduated high school, I moved to Las Vegas and I lived there for 15 years So that was 1995 and my mom passed in 2004. So there were nine years between the time. And I don't know how many of those Christmases I spent with her. I'm going to say one, maybe two. And I, I, and I, I, it could be zero really, to be honest, because I don't really remember um, many of those Christmases being here with her. I remember most of my Christmases being in Las Vegas and I regret that. I do. I regret not spending some of those last Christmases with her. This is also a normal part of grief. It's not something that I'm telling you you should feel because you absolutely shouldn't. But guilt is a part of the grief. We question all of these things in our head. Oh, I should have done this. Oh, I should have done that. But the thing is, is that when my mom was alive, we didn't have the best relationship Um, we were good friends, but she made me very nervous and coming out here to visit her was very hard for me. Uh, I felt like I was forcing myself to do it. I would rather stay in Las Vegas and have been with my ex-husband's family. That to me was way better than coming out here. And I never told her that, but I think that that's how she felt that she realized that I just didn't want to be here. It was too much drama and so looking back, even though I have that guilt and wish that maybe I would have spent some some of those Christmases with her, um, at the same time, I realized that for my own mental health, it probably was best that it went the way that it did. Um, when my grandmother got sick, which was about 2010, I started taking care of her and I spent every Christmas with her from 2010 until 2016. She died like I said, New Year's Day, 2017. And I did everything that I could during those years that I was with her to try and make Christmas special for her because she had lost her daughter because because I was not with her because she lived here as well. So I wasn't with my grandmother during those Christmases either. 
And so I wanted to make those Christmases special. I learned something from it, I feel. And I think that that is one of the reasons why we experience stuff like this. And it's not that we are supposed to feel bad about what we did. But if we do feel bad, I was like for myself, I was given a chance to do something different. I was given a chance to, you know, spend that time with my grandmother and give her the best Christmases that she couldn't. It couldn't that I could. And even the last one where she was bedridden and and barely woke up, I still wanted to celebrate it with her. I knew it would be her last. So I didn't like buy her any gifts or anything, but we, I I enjoyed it. I I showed her the Christmas tree and, and we, you know, spent time together. And, and so whatever it is that you need to do in that situation to help yourself to maybe feel better about some of that guilt, it's important. It's all unique. We all have had our own unique experiences, each one of us. And we can't expect that they're going to be the same as anybody else's. So we have to handle things our own way. I know that there's a lot of you that are listening that pick up on some of these things. All of these things aren't going to pertain to you, but some of them do. And I'm hoping that with some of the stuff that I'm telling you today and sharing today, that maybe it will help you to be able to get through the holidays a little bit better because it is a difficult time. It's a difficult time for people without a loss that aren't suffering a loss. So if you are, it it just adds that on top of it. So I am really hoping that with some of these things that I'm sharing with you today, that you will be able to take them with you for over the next couple of weeks during these holidays and do your best. And just remember that there are those of us that have experienced these things as well. And we are with you and we are all, you know, this is a community of people. And I really um, would say to you, if you're struggling with this grief to reach out to others, to find yourself groups. I have a group in, uh, on Facebook, it's called free pet and psychic medium readings with Samantha Jones. And a lot of people post in there about their loved ones that they have lost so that I can do free readings on them. And I think this is a good place even for people to go through and read back the readings. Even if you don't feel like you want a reading, it's a good place to go through. And I think that you'll see that this is real. If that's a part of the issue that you're having is, is my loved one really, are they really somewhere I think that reading back other people's stuff will show you that that's real. But also, I think that it helps to see that there are other people that are experiencing the same kind of loss and that understand what you're going through. And I highly encourage the people in my reading group to reach out to each other, as well as I have a podcast with my husband called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. And I tell people to do the same in that group. We have a a discussion group also on Facebook for that as well. And I encourage those people, if you notice that there's people that have the same kind of issues that you do or having the same kind of loss or whatever, reach out to each other, talk to each other, because this is how we find our tribe. This is how we find the people that understand us because the majority of the people out there, I'll be totally honest with you. They don't want to hear about it. They, they don't want to hear about your loss. They don't want to hear about what we're going through. Either they haven't suffered such a thing or they, you know, people are just like that. So finding others that understand is really, really important, I feel. So we're going to take a break now. Uh, I know that a lot of people listen back to this. And so, you know, the callers, it's tough with the callers. I also know it's very emotional. If you would like to call, 
and you're afraid to, please know that I will walk you through this and be as gentle as possible because I feel it. I feel like there's a few of you that want to call, but you're just scared and that's okay. But I will be totally gentle on you. You can even be anonymous if you'd like to, Um, but let's go to a, a quick break now. We will be right back in just a moment. So stay tuned, everyone. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Connect with us and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for being here. So I wanted to tell you something funny. Uh, During the break, I went and looked at my phone, and I had a message from my friend Katie, and she said that she wanted to call in, but that the episode keeps breaking up and, and kicking her out of it. And so she said, maybe I'm just not meant to call into this episode. And you know what? This is one of the ways that the universe does put up these kind of blocks. She's at work. So maybe it's not a good idea for her to call in and talk about her mother that just passed away while she's at work. Um, But yeah, the universe does step in sometimes and is like, okay, this is not the time. So if you don't feel like it's the time, that's okay. Let me tell you where you can find me uh, when the time does come, when you feel like you would like to talk to your loved one or get some help maybe with the grief that you're suffering. You can um, reach me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. My website there has everything. It has all my pricing. You can schedule an appointment there. You can find my other podcast, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses there. Everything that you should need. And then, of course, you can find me here every Wednesday. 
Before we get back into the topic, I wanted to tell you about next week's guest because I am so excited about this. This is a little bit different than what we've done in the show so far, but my guest is going to be uh, Joelle and Bastion, the talking terrier. So Joelle is Bastion's owner and she adopted him. I think it was Hurricane Florence. She adopted him after Hurricane Florence and started noticing that he was just really smart and picking up a lot of her like cues, her social cues. And she learned about this. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but it's um, where the dogs use buttons to communicate. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but the owner basically programs a button to have a word in it, like outside or hungry or whatever. I think Bastion has like 30 words that he recognizes at this point. So they train the dogs to use these buttons to tell them what they need. And Bastion is one of the ones that was recommended to me. The very first dog that I believe um, used this to communicate, her name is Bunny. And I reached out to Bunny's owner, and but they're doing a lot of like um, stuff, studies on her dog. And so she's really busy. So she recommended Bastion and Joelle. So I am so excited about this. So definitely make sure to check that out next week. Uh, it, it's going to be wonderful. So let's get back into the topic a little bit. And again, if there's anybody that would like to call, I would love to take your calls, do your readings for you. 888-346-9141. So a few things that I think are important for us to remember during the holidays when we're going through something like this is to set realistic expectations for ourselves. And you know what? That isn't just for the holidays. That's for any time. Like you can't just expect that you're going to get over this in one day or one month or maybe even one year. You can't put pressure on yourself to get through your grief. It has to happen naturally. So don't set unrealistic expectations of, well, you know, my loved one just passed away two months ago and I feel okay and I'm not going to cry about this anymore. No, no, no. That's not realistic expectations. Uh, it's this kind of loss, a major type of loss can stick around for a while. Um, I still, I 19 years later, if I hear the wrong song, there's a couple that can just set me off. Uh, uh, gosh, I wish I could remember the name of that one. Oh, My Immortal by Evanescence. Oh, instantly I start crying because that song came out right around the time that she passed. And it's a really solemn song. So 19 years later, that can set me off. So I, I could set my expectations for myself and say, I'm going to listen to this song and I'm not going to cry but I know I'm going to cry. So saying that is setting unrealistic expectations. Now, of course I could try and be really strong, but as soon as I get into that song, it just, it hits like a ton of bricks. So don't set yourself up for failure. That goes with anything in life really. But when it comes to grief, which is really one of the hardest things, I think, honestly, I think grief is the hardest thing that we go through in our lives. I really do. So we have to remember all of these things. Something that came to me in the break that I wasn't planning on talking about, but there's again, probably somebody out there that needs to hear this is that grief can also come with divorce. And if this is your first holiday without your spouse that you have divorced from, you could be feeling a couple of ways. You could be feeling relieved that you're not in that relationship anymore, but most likely that's not how it's going. Most likely you're feeling some kind of grief. Uh, it's just natural with a breakup, especially if you don't want it. That's where it really kind of sticks and it hurts. And you remember all of those Christmases that you had together and everything. 
Uh, and the same, all of these, these things still apply. They still apply. You just apply them to your divorce. But something really important to remember if you are going through this, really, even if this is a divorce or a loss, is that the children really need to come first in those situations. So like if you have a spouse, uh, you know, you were divorced or even had a spouse that passed away, it's going to be really hard, of course, for you to deal with this for yourself. But we have to kind of put, I don't want to call it a mask because, you know, you should always be yourself, but we need to be gentle with our children. And we need to um, remember that they, you know, are still, are they're going through the loss as well. They're experiencing it with us and they probably have a lot of things that they're not talking about. So if you are going through a divorce this holiday and your kids are, you know, you have kids and all of that, take that into, into special consideration that it's different for them too. And so they may have a lot of questions or they may feel, be feeling a lot of ways that they've never felt before. And so while you're dealing with your own grief, you kind of have to deal with theirs as well. So checking in on them is very important. And sometimes kids, they don't want to talk, you know, they're, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. No matter what age they are, they might be five or 15. It doesn't matter. 25 doesn't matter. Um, I think that there's a way that we can talk to our children. That's different than what we do. Instead of just asking them, are you okay? Are, do you need to talk? Are you dealing with this? Okay. We can engage them in conversation. You know, mommy's having a hard time with this. And so I was wondering if you're having a hard time with this, maybe we can talk about it, put them on the same level because a lot of times I don't know about you guys, but I remember being a child and not wanting to talk to adults about certain things because I felt like maybe they didn't want to hear it or I was being silly. And, you know, I know from experience now being a step parent that this happens, that kids just a lot of times don't want to talk about how they're feeling there. They don't know how to bring it up. They're afraid to. So we have to give them a safe place. So whether it's a loss or it is a divorce, whatever it might be, if there's children involved, just take that into special consideration that, you know, they're, they're still learning, they're still growing up and they're little sponges and learn from us. So if they see us, hating the holidays because of a divorce or we've lost somebody and we're totally down about it, they're going to pick up on that as well. And so we have to be very empathetic to that and realize that this trauma that they're going through, again, whether it's loss or divorce, they're going to have that through their life. They're going to have to deal with that as they get older. And that's tough. And so the best that we can do for them while you know their children is to not talk to them like that and to talk to them more on a level of that they feel comfortable opening up to us and not only will that make it so that they feel more comfortable coming to you and talking to you but it will get it out for them because you know a child that's experiencing that kind of loss like my brother was 16 when we lost our mom and i just can't imagine what that must have been like for him all of his parent all of his friends parents are alive who are you talking to he doesn't have anybody to talk to, you know, and, and so it was pretty much me that he was able to talk to. We have to be able to relate to them so that they can get through these types of situations as well. So sorry, I went off on a tangent there, but for some reason I felt like that was important. So I'm sure that there's some of you that uh, needed to hear that. Uh, something else that I wanted to address is when you feel like you don't want to do it, when you feel like this is just too much. Maybe, you know, you have lost somebody close to you and you don't have to worry about that family and the kids and you just don't want to do it. You know what? You don't have to do it. 
And I've said that to a few of my clients this week and they like act like I'm crazy, but you don't have to, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Really. If, if it's too hard for you to celebrate Christmas this year, then don't celebrate Christmas this year. Give yourself a break. It's, it really is okay. Again, everybody is going to be dealing with the loss differently. So they may not think that it's okay the way you're dealing with it, but that's okay. Because again, it's you and you're the only one that knows what you need during these types of situations. A couple other things is surrounding yourself with people that you love, people that lift you up, that make you happy, not people that are going to drag you down more that will help to lift your spirits during the holidays. The negative energy can really be so, so heavy this time of year. So just remember to try and, you know, surround yourself with people that will help lift you up. Um, let me see. And don't bottle up your feelings. That's another thing. If you're feeling a certain way and you need to get it out, get it out. Whether it's, you know, going outside and screaming really loud. So at least you got it out, but no one can hear you or screaming into a pillow or it's crying in the shower or crying to your best friend or writing a poem or whatever it is, get out your feelings. Because when you keep them bottled up inside, that makes it worse. That is really, really important. And that's why I say when you are going through this type of thing, finding a support group, a grief support therapist, uh, anything like that is really important. There's actually somebody on Facebook that I've come across and she is a pet loss counselor. That's all she does. Um, if anybody is interested in that, I don't have her information. I, I thought I didn't think about that, but um, let me know and I can get you her information. I follow her on Facebook and Instagram. She seems wonderful uh, and to help with those types of things, but find somebody to talk to, you know, get it all out because that really does help. So we've come to the end of the show. We only have a few minutes left, but I really hope that I was able to help some of you today. Uh, and again, I know that this is a hard subject and, you know, sometimes people want to call in and talk about these things. And sometimes they don't, especially when you're on the radio, it's hard to call a radio station and talk to somebody when you know, other people are listening, but I'm here. If you guys need to talk, if you need something after the show, if you just didn't want to talk about it during the show, I'm here, please feel free to message me. Uh, on Facebook, you can message me. Um, you can email me beyond the bridge 11 at gmail.com. And we can talk because sometimes that's all you need. Sometimes you just need somebody to sit there and listen and you can just type it all out to me and I'll just read it and maybe you'll feel better. So that's what I'm here for. So I hope that everybody has a wonderful holiday. And you know what? Let me give you my information one more time so that you guys have it. You can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. I also have a podcast with my husband called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. And we uh, have an episode that comes out once a week. This week, what are we doing this week? Oh gosh, I forgot, but I'm sure it's good. Oh, we're doing uh, Losing Our Religion. And this is about dealing with religious differences during the holidays, especially. So um, I hope that you will check that out as well. And let's see, I will be here next week, like I said, with Bastion and his owner. Very, very exciting there. And I hope that all of you have a wonderful holiday, that your Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever it is that you celebrate is beautiful, no matter what you're going through. Um, as my family says, happy Christmas, Hanukkah, everybody. So peace and love to you all. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. 
We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.